Hey, this is Sean Leary, and welcome to the latest episode of QC Uncut, your place for uncut, unedited conversation with local newsmakers in the Quad Cities. Um, as some of you know, if you've been uh, if you've been following QC Uncut, I've been interviewing all of the candidates for Rock Island Mayor. I have interviewed three of the candidates thus far, and I am honored to interview the fourth, Terry Brooks. Thank you for joining me today, Terry. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. And um, QC Uncut. The format for the mayoral um, shows is the same. I want to make it a level playing field for everybody. So um, as I've explained before with all the other podcasts, what I did is I solicited questions on Facebook from voters. Um, I um, took the most asked questions, the questions that I felt were of the greatest interest to uh, Rock Island voters, and compiled them all. And I asked all the candidates exact same questions. If I ask a follow-up question it's due to the fact that the candidate has spun off in a certain direction and I will note that this is a different question that I did not ask the other candidates that way we're always fair I'm transparent in regard to the questions I asked that were different may have been different due to the flow of the conversation um, also I, I give all the candidates 40 minutes max um, so they all get the exact same amount of time maximum um, most of the candidates have come in just below the 40 minute mark and I'll always warn the candidates hey we We've only got a minute or two left if we're reaching that. So, uh, without any further ado, I would like to introduce Terry Brooks, candidate for Rock Island Mayor. And I'm going to give you the first question that I have given everybody, which is, why are you running for mayor? Uh, what's your experience in regard to that? Uh, how long have you lived in Rock Island? And why should people vote for you? Oh, first of all, I've been living in Rock Island since... My age of six, came here, uh, uh, originally was born in Danville, Illinois. So my parents decided to move here because of a you know, job situation and, to, and improve the family base. Um, <clears throat> you know, I served on the city council for four terms. I think I'm experienced. I think I know how the city runs. And, uh, and personally, I think uh, I'm the most capable of the, of the four candidates. Uh, I have a real good track record of, of a success ratio of getting things done when I was first world alderman in Rock Island. Uh, if you check my record, uh, you'll find out quite a few things. Some of the most notable things is probably a, a friend of mine named Johnny Ellis who passed. We pushed real hard to, to get a community health center here. And when, they first, when, it, when it was first installed, it was, it was built in the old cable station. If you drive down 11th Street now in the CHC, it's a brand new building. You know, those are some of the type of things that um, that I was involved in. And most importantly, I'm a, I'm a community person. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna be here all my life. Uh, presently, I, you know, I've had six kids, and presently I have 14 grandkids and three on the way. Uh, we're not gonna go anywhere. We're, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're, our legacy is is started, is built here. Our parents started it here, and and, I'm, and we plan on being here forever. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's a lot of candidates out here. There, it, it, they're talking about running for office, but uh, I haven't really heard too many things that they're talking about doing to try to improve the city. Uh, uh, one of the one of the most challenging things is getting business in this in this community, mm -hmm. getting it back in the city. I would like to impanel a blue ribbon committee of business owners and business people that will meet quarterly and come up with ideas as far as how they can improve business, how they can start business, and how they can expand business. 
and after that process, they, they would make recommendations to the city council before goal setting. You know, those recommendations don't have to be written in stone, but I, I think they give us a better idea of how we can uh, relive or rebuild our business environment. You know, mainly because they're stakeholders. They are the investors right. in the city. They are the ones that know how their money is being spent, how much investments they probably have to make, and how many people they can hire. And I think by making them stakeholders, uh, I think that's one way the city can expand its business base and also become more business friendly. Thank you very much. Um, you also handed me a vision statement when we first met. You, and you're the only candidate to have done that, to actually give me a statement on paper. So I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to jump past the second question that I typically ask people, which is about Walmart, which you know is going to be coming. Um, and instead, I'm going to go to a question that I asked everyone, which is, what is your vision for the city? Then what do you most want to accomplish? Again, this is a question I've asked all the candidates, but I didn't ask it in this in, as the second question. But I'm doing so because of the fact that you handed me an actual vision statement on paper. So I want to talk to you about that and allow you to elaborate upon it. Well, first of all, when you talk of Rock Island, when I talk to people throughout the Quad Cities, I've asked one question. What brings you to Rock Island? And it seems it gets to a point where people have a little problem answering that question. Even though we have probably one of the best park structures in, in the state, we have beautiful parks, we have, we have places such as Longview where you can go to the top of the hill and look 20 to 30 miles, you can see 20 or 30 different or 40 different cities. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. I think, I think one, of the, one, of the, one of my aspirations is building a, an anchor on 11th Street. You know, one of those anchors could possibly be, and it could possibly go on the Walmart site. You know, uh, you know, during the summer, I have five basketball teams. We travel all over the state, the three-state area. And one thing I found out is a lot of communities our size are building sports complexes. They are building sports complexes. And what people have to realize, uh, these sports complex, sports, amateur athletics is a multi-billion dollar industry. You're hitting on something that I was going to say later in the conversation. We'll go to that next. Go ahead, Terry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just got to say that's something I mentioned to other candidates as well. Go ahead. And uh, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, I take my teams up to Romeoville. Uh -huh. When I first started playing in these tournaments, uh, it was shallow. There wasn't very many businesses around it. But more and more I go up there, what is happening, people are, people are building businesses, small businesses around it. Uh -huh. It went from a, one gas station to a Burger King, from Burger King to a White Castle to a Popeye's and that type of thing. I think Rock Island has to build an anchor to attract people to come in. You know, if I'm a new father, moving in the community, with, say, the six kids I have. Uh -huh. The first thing I'm gonna look for is what kind of activities do they have for my kids. I agree. You know, what, Being a father, you, I agree with you. What, what, what can I, what, what, what's, what's offered in this city? Mm -hmm. Not only would, would a sports complex be helpful, is that you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta break the ceiling of this. Mm -hmm. I went to one in Missouri where they not only had removable floors for basketball, indoor track, they had swimming, they had diving, they had bowling, they, you know, they had, they had eateries, they had sports shops. You know, I, I think that's one way of attractive business. Rock Island's problem, or Levin Street's problem, is an anchor. You know, maybe, maybe not the sports complex, maybe a solar energy plant, maybe 
you know, we have to move, we have to move, Rock Island has to move from the attitude of a Rust Belt community. I think what's happened is we've yet to move forward. We've yet to get over the John Deere's. We've yet to get over the IHs. You know, they're gone and they're not coming back. You know, I think we have to look forward in what's out there. And what's out there now is solar, green, wind, those type of things. You know, and I, and I think that uh, I think the city and the school district has to be a little bit more forthcoming. You know, if solar saves money, you know, if wind saves money, and it and and it it reduces taxpayers' burden. Let's look at those type of things. I just think we have to have an eye-opening vision of of how to bring things together. And it, it, it bring things together doesn't mean just my vision. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to put business in in play. Like I mentioned earlier, we have to have, like I said, a blue ribbon panel. Right. You know, let that growth. Uh, Expand its base. Let, let growth uh, pull together different business owners and discuss what's what's the possibility. You know, Rock Island Forever has spent money on consultants come from different parts of different regions of the, yeah, in the country, yeah. and and we're not we're walking with, with Rock Island, mm-hmm. and and the people that know Rock Island better is the people that live here, mm-hmm. who raise family here who starts business here and who's spending money here. Right. So I think I think the vision has to be a little bit more open than it has been in the past. See, I agree with you. That's one of the things I actually was thinking about running for mayor, and that was yeah. one of the things that I was looking at mm-hmm. was how can we incorporate more green technology to save the city money. Right. Um, I mean, it's not just from... You know, the hippy-dippy, oh, I'm going to go green standpoint. It's from a down-and-dirty, pragmatic standpoint that if you look at the costs of energy and, you know, solar and wind and things of that nature ultimately end up being cheaper than fossil fuel energy. And so I think that it behooves people to look at that from an economic standpoint. And that was actually one of the things that I I was going to to look forward to if I had run and if I had won the office. Um, Now, I'm sure you know the McKesson building down here has a green roof and and Rock Allen is looking into things of that nature is that something that you would look to expand if you became mayor well I, I, I think not only expand I think I would really push it right you know um, <clears throat> you know not only does that type of technology uh, uh, make make makes the city more cost efficient but those are high paying jobs right one, one of the bigger problems we have I just met with a, uh, a gentleman that owns a solar energy company and the he said he's hiring people all the time, and he's hiring at a rate of twenty-five to thirty dollars an hour. You know, so one of our one of our biggest challenges in the future is keeping young people here for once. My my six kids and my fourteen grandkids, but the other problem is keeping young professionals and keeping people here that can make a living wage or better than a living wage. So I think I think we have to look we have to look toward the future. We don't look toward the future. We're stuck. You know, we cannot. Um, we cannot hope that big, big retail giants gonna save our save our economy and save our city. Rock Island's gonna have to do it on its own. Doing it on its own might be uh, uh, public and private partnerships. Uh, building on its own might. You might have to talk to your state uh, legislators. You might have to talk to your county board members. You might have to talk to your township supervisors. You might have to panel uh, all of them and try to come up with a a feasible vision 
to take this city forward. We can no longer uh, sit and wait and hope people bring things to us. We have to produce things that people will want to come to, come and be involved with our city. I agree. Um, let's go back to the sports complex, which is something we'll, we'll get to the Walmart question because this kind of ties into that. And this is something that I, I mentioned in my interviews with um, a couple of the other candidates, I believe, because uh, it's something that I, again, if, if I would have run for mayor, this is something that I would have wanted as well is I want Rock Island to have a sports complex. Although one of the things you did not mention is the fact that indoor soccer mm-hmm. is huge. Sure. Soccer here is huge. Um, so as someone who's coached soccer for Park District for the last nine seasons, and I've been on a board with the Park District to talk about, I just met with the Park District recently, and they were asking, what do you think we need? And in, we need an indoor facility. Sure. Uh, there's River's Edge over the river, right. but it's always packed, right. and it's very expensive. If we could get something here in Rock Island mm-hmm. that serves not just Rock Island but the entire Quad Cities, I think there's a huge demand for it, mm-hmm. and I think it would ultimately end up paying for itself. And as you mentioned, if you get another indoor complex and you start having sporting events there and you start drawing from around the region, again, that's an economic boon to the area. And if you've got that complex as an anchor, as you also mentioned, you start to draw satellites. Right. You're going to draw restaurants who are going to want to be around there because they're going to want to get the spillover from people who are coming into town you might have it near a hotel or something like that um is that something that you feel would be you know a a cornerstone of your campaign something that you think um you would want to definitely accomplish coming out of the gate was trying to get that sports complex up and running well well i'm a lover of young people and 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 young people draw young people draws crowds you mentioned soccer you know uh uh, you, you got we, we have a diverse population in the Quad Cities. Sure, yeah. You got you know you got Augustana just started this. Yeah, it's, it's one of our strengths. I, I think you know Augustana just started a, a lacrosse team a couple mm-hmm. years ago. You know you have soccer, you have basketball, you have baseball, you have track, you have you know you have field hockey, you have all these different things and uh, that that can encompass this this sports facility. You know. Uh, Young people are our future, but young people also can bring in dollars. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. Say we go to Romeoville. Uh, we play a tournament. And our tournament starts at, our tournament starts at uh, 8.30 in the morning. And in this tournament, there's 95 teams. Okay, so this tournament runs from 8.30 to 1 o'clock. It's over, it's over at 1 o'clock. Then they start another one. And you're talking $200 a team. Right. 95 teams, and they run three to, I think they run four tournaments a day. So you multiply 200, you multiply $200, 95 teams per tournament in four days. You know, I think I added it up, it was like $36,000 a day. But not only does it bring in athletics, it brings in people. Like you said, you was a soccer coach. Mm-hmm. Parents tend to follow their kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, you know, most perfect example of an anchor is, is the mark. The mark, when it first was built, nothing was around it. Now you have two hotels. You have uh, John Deere Commons across the street. You have the different restaurants are around it. And something, things are steadily being built. I think uh, our biggest problem in this city is we, does, we don't have a drawing card. And a drawing card, to me, is being a father, I'm going to watch my kids play. Right, right. That's and I'm going to watch my kids play. But, and, and then again, if you're new in this community... And, and you have children, 
The first thing you look at, if you look on the internet, what kind of activities does this city offer? And if, you, if you're having constant activities for your children, you, you'll have people to be more willing to get involved in the community and probably more people more willing to move in the community itself. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's a vision uh, I've, not ha I've had for years. It's something I've always wanted and I, I think it's very important to our community. Uh, I think it would help grow the community and at the same time it would bring people in and it would attract people that normally wouldn't come to the city. And that kind of plays into the next question, which is the second question I've asked all the candidates, which, of course, is you know, the elephant in the room in regard to Rock Island, which is the Walmart situation. Um, of course, a lot of people are very unhappy in regard to how it was handled. As I mentioned to each of the candidates, um, in the you know, interest of transparency, my opinion on it was I didn't necessarily think it was a bad idea that well, that they tried to draw Walmart to 11th Street. I thought it was a good location. I thought it would have been you know, a, a positive thing for the community. And again, it would have drawn those satellites where you would have gotten more business from it. Um, my problem was that they, A, spent all the money without a written agreement from Walmart, which I thought was, you know, not the smartest thing in the world to do. And B, they way overpaid for these properties. They paid way over the appraised values in regard to each of the properties. So not only did they um, spend the money poorly, but they overspent money on it. And now they're kind of left holding the bag. But that said, now they've got a blank slate. And as, as we all know, um, developers are going to like that blank slate a whole heck of a lot more than you know seeing a lot of businesses that they're going to have to buy out and knock down. So you do have an opportunity here, um, but you're also saddled with this debt as the incoming mayor. Um, what are you going to do with that? Um, also, what is your opinion on the situation of what occurred? And um, what would you have done differently had you been in the same situation? Or if you are mayor, how are you going to handle similar situations? Let's look at it this way. I think, I think we have to look at it as, as a, an opportunity. Uh, did we hit the home run with Walmart? No, we didn't. Uh, uh, I'm not going to criticize uh, the council members. I, I think they thought it was a good opportunity for the city. Uh, it could stimulate more growth. Um, you know, yes, yes, a lot of money was spent, but in my opinion, it should have probably been knocked down 25 or 30 years ago. Uh, you know, uh, if if everything would have worked out, it would have been a home run. Uh, but you you take a situation that people think is bad, and you take you take you take an opportunity to make it good. Right. You know, could the sports facility go there? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> would that would that be a good anchor for 11th Street? Probably, probably so. Uh, but we have to move forward and, and work hard as far as trying to re-involve a vision of what can go there. You know, my, one of my visions might be a sports facility, but in another one of my visions, I talked to a guy that owns a solar company. He said that might be an opportunity for him to build a solar company there. You know, but then again, we have to sit down and have, have a true conversation. Not only with councilmen or, or elected officials, we had to have a true conversation with citizens as well. You know, what are your opinions? Uh, would, a, would a sports complex work there? Should we pursue another big corporate entity? Uh, but I go back to my point once again. You know, you, you put a man in office, you got to trust him. 
to try to make, make, make good decisions. But you also have to trust the other elected bodies that are around you. You know, the, the one thing I think we don't take advantage of is the education institutions that we're, we're surrounded by. We have Augustana that have students that are willing to do studies or wanting to be volunteers to a point, willing, willing to be somebody that might come in and do research as far as what, what, what does work. You have business people that probably want to go to a 90 to 100 mile radius and see what works in their different cities and, and try to bring that back. I don't, I don't think we have to invest money in outside corporations or uh, uh, or consultants, I think I think we're smart enough here to do it ourselves. You know, we, we Rock Island has to take back the attitude that we're going to run our city, we're going to build the city back up. And I think me being mayor is the fact that I understand what bonds are. I understand they are low, low, long extended loans. I'm not I'm not sure what the terms are of that bond. I know they probably they probably run 30 to 30 to 20 to 30 40 years to pay off that debt. But being an average citizen, when you talk about 15, 18 million dollars, uh, people tend to say, wow, we blew a lot of money. But if Walmart would have made it back, it was talking about making, if Walmart would have happened, it was talking about making five million dollars a year mm-hmm. off of Walmart. And we probably would have paid the debt off in probably seven or eight, possibly, or, or ten. You know, uh, you can't, we can't constantly uh, level these guys on the top of the head because they took a risk to try to, to, try to bring in hopefully a, a an economic boom or start uh, to the city. But what we got to do is take advantage of the opportunity of a clear space and try to make the right decision for the city. And, and by making the right decision, uh, uh, tell people we have a good environment here for you to try to invest your money. That leads into our next question. What kind of, and we kind of hit upon this, what kind of businesses are you trying to draw to Rock Island and how? And I want you to mention, you talked about a solar company. Right. And I want you to expand upon that because upon that, right. I think that that's a fascinating idea. So what kind of businesses are you trying to draw to Rock Island and how? And specifically in regard to that solar company, add that as well. Well, we got to take advantage of our diversity. You know, traveling around the country, you know, a lot of people talk about New Orleans. They talk about different parts of the country. And what, what I've seen is, you know, the different ethnic groups, the different racial groups, they tend to expand on, say, for example, food, clothing, or culture. You know, Rock Island has evolved to a point where they have 36 different languages spoken in its public schools. Uh, I think we need to take advantage of that. You know, we could be a city of global ideas, a city of a, of a global environment. I think we need to recruit and empower different diversity, different different groups of people and say, look, yes, we want you to come here, we want you to invest money. We also want to learn from you culturally because we, we are a merged society now. And I think if we merge that diversity, uh, a lot of good things can come, come away with it. Uh, you know, you know, flying in a plane. I've flown planes, say, going to California. And one thing I'm, you fly, you fly over the state of Iowa, the state of Nebraska. All I saw was windmills. More and more, more windmills. It's an advantage to that. It saves on cost per wattage. It saves on cost as far as uh, repairs, maintenance. It's a, it's a lot of advantage to solar. But that's that's where everybody's going. If 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 you if you do research on your major power industry, they buying up all this. They're investing a lot of money into solar, wind, and green because it's cheaper, it's, it's easier to maintain, it's easier to maintenance. So I, I think 
I get back I get back to what I said earlier. Rock Island has to take a hold of future. You know, we have to take a hold of technology and this is where we're going. You know, 20 years ago we didn't know what a cell phone was. We didn't know what Facebook was. And these are the type of things that are going on. So we have to we have to we have to evolve. Right. And I, I think I think the problem with a lot of Midwest cities and and uh, Midwest states, we're, we're slow in looking at the reality of what the world would be in the next fifteen to twenty years. So I think Rock Island needs to start taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you do, or what will you do, to help smaller, locally owned businesses in Rock Island? Um, and also, we can we can tie this into another question. Um, what can and will you do to help revitalize the downtown? Obviously, there are a lot of empty spaces here in the downtown. We're at Theo's right now. Not to slight any of the businesses downtown. Theo's is a great business. Blue Cat, Icons. you got a lot of fantastic businesses down here, circa the establishment. Um, but there are a lot of empty spaces down here. What can you do to help revitalize this area that we're in, the downtown Rock Island area? And also, um, how can you help out those small local businesses that are already here and might be struggling or they're looking to take the step to the next level well I think we got to take it we got to take an attitude that we would take uh, as far as a sentence a sentence for anybody you know I'm not saying on a scale that we did for Walmart you know if you have a business that's been here for years and they're striving to do better I think we should be we should become a part of that business as far as trying to help them expand their business or uh, market them to a point on our internet you know, uh, the city, city's technology and say, here's Theo's. You know, it serves great coffee. You know, a good place for communications and, and do business. You know, uh, I was at an event uh, three weeks ago that Growth put on, a hardheaders event, celebration event. And the best uh, representation of the city of Rock Island was a video that they played. You know, they showed the parks, they showed the fishing, they showed the successful business, they showed the new construction, they showed the newness of Rock Island. We, one thing we do not do is sell our city. Uh, it's, it's great things in this city. People that move in this city from Chicago and other places, they talk about how great this city is. You know, I, I don't think we take advantages of the assets we, we do have. I think we need to mention how great of a football team we have. If it's all of them in Iraqi, uh-huh. you know uh, how successful our kids are in school. But more importantly, I think not only should the city move forward, I think the school district needs to move forward. The school district needs to invest more in, in teaching kids technology or the technical settings of what jobs will be out there. Let's be honest, you know, we, we all hope that our kids will go to college and finish college. You know, if, you, if 10 to 15 percent of our kids go to, go to college, Seven to eight percent of them are coming back home mm-hmm. and not finishing. We gotta have our kids job ready. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get to a point what they do in larger cities. They have tech schools. They teach kids once they walk out of high school, they they can they can find a job. Right. What I, what I'm saying is we gotta we gotta open the book up some. You know, we gotta we gotta visualize twenty years down the road. Right. Where cars are not driving down the road, they're flying down the road. We, we really, we really, we really have to get to a point 
where where will Rock Island be in 20 years? Are we going to still be in the same spot, or, or are we going to evolve in what's going to be there in 20 years? And I, and I don't think we've done a very good job of that. So how do you, um, to get back to the question in regard to the downtown? How do you do that? How do you help the downtown? How do you, I, you mentioned helping the existing businesses? How do you fill in the empty spots? What ideas do you have, or what vision do you have in regard to helping the downtown to get to where you know a lot of us think it needs to get to? Well, you, you talk to Theos. You talk to the people to, that are owning or are living downtown. You know, what would you like to see? And, 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 in, and in the process, how do we make this happen? Uh, you know, I'm quite sure we still bring people in, uh, business interest, and try to introduce them to what we have. But what we don't do well, we don't sell the city itself. You know, part of, uh, you know, when I was playing football in high school, uh, they recruit you. And when they recruit you, they show you what's best about the university. That's what that's what we need to do in Rock Island. You know, you gotta you gotta empower the, the businesses in downtown in order to to uh, get them to, to push themselves forward. And uh, you know, can we come up and say, hey, can we add a brush? The city the city has you know a facade program. We can improve this. We can improve that. You know, Rock Island has those programs. They've been they've been in, they've been enforced for many years, but are they being used properly? You know, are we really informing everybody that these programs exist? You know, we have a successful agency down here. Growth is very successful. Most of the things that have been built, that have been uh, renovated, has came through growth. I think if you work through them and you work with the business owners downtown and come up with a a plan of how we can grow the downtown. You know, at one time it was a district. You know, I remember when we had dancing champagne glasses, you know, and they they would sing the song of the district. Do we do that anymore? Do we actually sell the downtown? Do you you see uh, uh, ads on TV that express what's the the greatness of downtown? You know, Rock Island has to sell itself. Nobody else is going to sell it. We have to come up with plans of how great we are. This is a great town. This is a great city. It's always been a great city. We just have to let everybody else know how great we are. Um, this is a question that I didn't ask the other candidates. We kind of got around, but you're kind of getting into it and you're veering into this this idea. Um, we do have a, a new uh, economic director, um, and of course, you know um, uh, Brett Gardella also is still involved with the city as well. How do you work with with them to help implement these ideas? And both of them, obviously, they want to see positive economic growth for the city. They're both good people. They want to move forward. They want to make a positive impact. How do you, as the mayor? help facilitate that um, help work with them and also kind of get out of the way and just kind of let them do their own thing when they've got a good idea how do you do that well you, you got to look at this two ways uh, you know being elected elected officials being in Almond or, or city city mayor uh, we're elected to uh, form our opinions uh, and try to lead the city forward you know most of us run on a run on, on a pledge or, or a campaign, and these are the things we would like to do. Mm-hmm. So, if I was elected, I say these seems to be the reason why they elected me mayor was the vision I had. Right. Uh, see, one of the, one of the, the one of the big one of the most precious powers that the mayor has, he has a right to form task force, committees, and and boards. You know, uh, maybe I would sit down and talk to him about forming a uh, blue ribbon committee of business owners, business people, realtors, and uh, and and try to get them to assemble this 
where they, they make recommendations to the city. And through that way, these uh, uh, the economic director would sit down and they, 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 they would have those discussions. You know, the door has to be open for suggestions. You know, we cannot, uh, it's it just can't be a bureaucratical thing. You know, it has to be uh, uh, transparency and we have smart people that walk around every day. So we, we gotta be willing to listen and once we listen and we formulate ideas, we got to come up with a plan and move them forward. I, I, don't, I don't think that would interrupt his job duties. I, in reality, I think that is his job. It is his job to formulate ideas from the city council and business owners and, and, and people in the city itself and come up, come up with, a, with a strategy to make those things happen. You know, the one thing that the city council is, we're the CEOs. The city council uh -huh. is the CEOs of the city. And they... They inform the city manager and uh, director uh, of what they would like to see happening in this city. Right. And then once we inform them, we expect them, expect them to get the job done. Right. Um, something you had talked about earlier, and this is a question that I've asked all the candidates as well. Um, how can the city have more of an impact on local schools, in particular in regard to behavioral issues and maintaining an environment that's safe for students to learn? Um, it's an anti-bullying environment and that allows educators and students to reach their highest potential. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. You know, for the last four months, uh, we've been having uh, community meetings at the King Center, and we're discussing that same issue. You know, we're not only discussing the bullying issue or kids uh, being suspended or ex uh, expelled from school, we also we talk about parental involvement. You know, how can the parents get involved to change to change the environment of the schools? You know, uh, on the majority sense, Rock Island is a good they're good schools. You know, but there are kids that have problems, mm -hmm. and the problems might be the environment that they come from. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't assemble parents that can also help these children and this family to, to go forward. You know, I, th I think part of part of education is interest. Every kid that goes to school is not going to be a bookworm, or it's not going to be a lawyer or a professor. So that gets back to what I said before. You know, we, we need to make part of that educational system a system that teaches kids how to work mm -hmm. and how to take care of themselves. You know, what's going to be available when you turn 18 and you leave high school? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think you need to impanel parents from all different parts of the city. Uh, parents that are that are involved in, in that are involved in different social environments. And, and and bring in educators and bring in city leaders and, and, and have an open discussion. And after the open discussion, try to make some goals as far as trying to change some of these things that are going on. Kids like to be led and they also they like they like to, they like to learn. And you know, and and the more you get involved, this has been my experience, the more I get involved, I've been coaching basketball for twenty five or thirty years, the more I get involved with kids and the more you try to lead them the right way. 99% of them go that way, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, 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 and if you push hard, they become better students and they become better citizens. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's a community effort, you know, from business, from education to, to people to live within the different parts of the city. So, I, I, you know, I think uh, if we did that, I think some of these issues could be contained and maybe controlled and, and make a lot of improvements that way. Last question that we have that I've asked all the candidates. Um, how do you best assist the poorest and most disadvantaged in our community? Well, you know, 
I, I was raised in public housing. Uh, I grew up in arson courts. I had six brothers, a mother and a father. And out of six brothers, uh, four of us went to college, one's a lawyer, one became a, a councilman, and three of my brothers own their own business. You know, this is from the environment you're talking about. You know, what, what we have to do is empower opportunity. You know, when I was a kid, we had Cedar Jeppa, you know, that those job training programs in the summer, mm -hmm. which I got up seven in the morning, had to be at work at eight. Uh -huh. I punched out uh, for lunch, I punched in, back in from lunch, then I punched out and went home. If that taught me nothing else, it taught me that uh, one of my responsibilities being an adult and have a job to take care of myself. You know, we've gone away from that. You know, that's why I think schools, education, the city needs to get more involved. You know, if you keep kids active, things tend to dissipate and go away. Mm -hmm. If you leave kids by themselves and raising themselves, you tend to have huge problems. Uh, I, I'm just a believer. Uh, opportunity comes with training. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you know, without training, you can't take care of yourself. You, right. you just can't take care of yourself. And as our world becomes more technical, it's going to be more training needs to be involved. You know, and in our low socioeconomic environments in this city, if you go out and you talk to any young man, because they come to me, you know what the first thing they ask me? Mr. Brooks, do you know where a job is? Mm -hmm. You know, and the first thing I tell them, we have to, I, I see what I can do. Mm -hmm. but, the, but my concern is, are they trained? You know, the unions need to get involved in high school. Labor, uh, electrical unions, plumbing unions, they need to train young people to, to take care of themselves. And, and if, they, if that happens, if that happens, I think some of the socioeconomical problems will, 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 will lessen. Sounds good. Um, we actually have, you got about two minutes left here. Um, I, as I mentioned, I give all the candidates 40 minutes. So you got two minutes. I'll let you know when you're running down in time. Anything else you want to add? Any final words you'd like to add, Terry? Well, I, I just think uh, uh, I'm the man that, I'm the person that uh, has Rock Island's interests in heart. You know, uh, I've been here all my life, I'm not going anywhere. I uh, served at the city council for 16 years. I've been involved in the community all my life. I'm coaching kids to lead anti-violence uh, campaigns, uh, to, to even mentoring parents or, or even, even driving elderly people back and forth to the doctor. The community grows through leadership and vision. And uh, I think I have that vision because Rock Island is a part of me. It's not a place I stay, it's me. You know, it's, uh, it's everything that I have, everything that's important exists in this city. So why would not fight for my son to stay here or your son to stay here? You know, but we, I just think we have to change. We got to change our idea and not change our vision. And we got to look more toward the future. And looking toward the future is working hard to bring things in to keep our family whole. And uh, what I mean by family whole, I mean keeping, uh, keeping everybody at home. Fight hard to keep our people at home. Uh, that's why I think I'm the best candidate for this job. 
Terry, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Once again, this has been Terry Brooks. Um, thank you very much for listening to QC Uncut with Sean Leary. We hope that you continue to tune in, and we hope that you listen to all of our conversations with the mayoral candidates for Rock Island, and that it allows you to make a better decision, a more informed decision in regard to your vote. Once again, thank you to Terry Brooks, and thank you, thank you to all of our candidates who have sat and conversed with me in regard to the issues of Rock Island on QC Uncut. This is Sean Leary. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.